Welcome to the Smart Driving Cars podcast. We appreciate you spending some time with us. We've got some news to share. This edition is sponsored by the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF, symbol MOTO. For more information, head to MOTOETF.com. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with the Faculty Chair of Autonomous Vehicle Engineering at Princeton University, Alan Kornhauser. Hi again, Alan. Uh, Hi, everyone. And joining us for this special edition, once again, is John Rich, the Director of Autonomous Vehicle and Technology Development at the Ford Motor Company. John, it's really great to have you back with us. Oh, great to, uh, great to be here and great to see you guys again. Well, in the last episode, you filled us in on the work that you're doing with Argo AI, where Ford has a majority or an equal stake with Volkswagen in developing self-driving technology and vehicles. And now you have some news on that front, announcing a next generation test vehicle. Yeah, we, uh, we are uh, uh, on the verge of putting on the road uh, uh, eminently. <laughs> you'll, you'll start to see them in certain select markets. Uh, uh, our, our, really our fourth generation prototype with Argo. Uh, and it is, uh, you know, it is a, uh, we call it the kind of the final step of prototype. Um, we've, we've had a lot of learnings along the way and a lot of uh, development, but uh, you know, what we have today is, is uh, a vehicle capable of uh, supporting the true, true removal of the driver. Uh, that, it, there's a lot of different moving parts here, right? We, we think about sensors, we think about commu- uh, uh, compute, uh, and, uh, but there's a lot on the car as well in terms of redundant systems, uh, uh, you know, fail, fail functional, safe systems. That, uh, that, that enable the removal of the driver and the things that the driver would normally take care of uh, to allow uh, to happen seamlessly in the vehicle. It, uh, uh, it, it's a tremendously sophisticated piece of equipment. Um, and, and I guess as we, you know, as you look at different, the different players on the road, I think there are 62 different permits pulled with California to drive autonomously. Um, you know, as, uh, you know, depending on your, your knowledge and experience with the, with an AV, um, a lot of these things can look alike. A lot of them can have a big LIDAR on the top. They can have uh, a bunch of sensors strapped around the sides. A lot of people are using ski racks and, and different things. Uh, there's various levels of, of compute. Um, we, uh, uh, you know, what we're putting on the road now is a, is a really comprehensive sensor suite. It is complete. It is uh, in, in the sense that it is um, uh, capable of, uh, of detecting you know, everything around the vehicle that we need to detect to drive the vehicle, both in the, uh, very close to the vehicle, medium and far uh, across different, uh, different weather situations um, and, and, and really in a, uh, uh, you know, a, a comprehensive, a very, very comprehensive manner. Um, I, I'd suggest that there's probably one other player who's that complete on the market uh, um, who's been at this a little longer than we have. But, uh, you know, they're not all AVs are created equally, and we're, we're in a very unique space, rarefied air with these. And this is based on the Ford Escape uh, hybrid platform. Tell us about the decision-making process there and not being fully electric. We kind of talked about this a little earlier in the, in the previous episode, but tell us more. Yeah, I, I, as we said, EVs and AVs are uh, a match made in heaven. Uh, we're just not quite to heaven yet. Um, the, uh, uh, you know, the, the, 
the power consumption of the uh, self-driving system is still uh, high. You know, we, we uh, you know, we're not yet optimized. We're trying to make sure we cover all bases. And in, in doing so, the power consumption is relatively high for uh, the current manifestations of EVs. We have battery limitations and range limitations that, uh, and, and fast charge limitations that, uh, 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 that are improving rapidly. Again, these are engineering challenges. They're not, uh, they're not beyond the wit of man. They're not physics challenges, but uh, we're, we're not quite to the point where uh, an EV and AV are, are easy matchups if you wanna keep your, uh, keep your utilization high and your uptime high. Uh, as we work through that, our first vehicles, uh, our first vehicle will be uh, a hybrid electric, uh, being able to bridge some of those gaps. Uh, it, it very, it's just a very practical choice. So we've chosen our Escape Hybrid, uh, which is uh, you know an excellent hybrid product, uh, very uh, obviously proven in the marketplace, and we've uh, we've adapted and modified from from that point, um, and it's uh, it's it's proven to be a, a very versatile versatile player in terms of uh, uh, being able to package uh, a, a very sophisticated array of electronics uh, and compute uh, and, and redundant systems within the, uh, within the form factor uh, and still look and function like a car. Any thoughts about how many of these you might be building? Uh, those, that's a number I'd rather uh, not disclose for competitive reasons, but uh, uh, we're, we're building a bunch. <laughs> we're, we're making saying, them like potato chips. You're saying that uh, the test vehicles here are, are launch intent. I think that's the phrase yeah. that's being used with the technology needed to support commercialization. So what does that mean? That means uh, as we move to a fully production version, uh, that fundamentally the design intent of the, of the system is there, that the software engineers at Argo have a very stable platform to work from and that they're advancing, um, you know, advancing the end state, the effective end state of the, uh, of the, of the vehicle that we will put into uh, high volume, you know, higher volume production. It's, uh, you know, the things that will change, uh, the, the systems will be hardened uh, for, to automotive grade and, uh, you know, to ensure that the, the functionality is, is there, the uptime's there and, um, uh, you know, steadily, steadily improve, but the design intent of the system is there. And again, we give, uh, we give our partners at Argo a stable uh, platform to work from and really get, uh, get down to brass tacks on, on uh, pulling the driver. In, in that process of, of pulling the driver, you, you also have to deal with the, with the passenger. <clears throat> have you made any modifications uh, uh, with, with the escape on that to, to better deal with it? Or, or do you think that the, the fundamental design of the, of the escape is, is one in which it's, it's really, it, it works for that sort of passenger part of it? For a, a simple passenger problem, the, the Escape works really well. Um, it's a it, you know it's a it's a great vehicle in a TNC right. type application. Um, it, there there will certainly be you know you no longer have a driver. Uh, yeah. There will certainly be modifications uh, to uh, 
support the interface with a human and the interaction with a human that is just fundamentally changed now. Um, and I, I don't want to go yeah. too far into those, but uh, yeah. uh, you, you know, you can imagine. Yeah, you can imagine you, how this might you're working working on that because, of course, you you have to be able to interface with your customer because now they're the customer that's coming in there. You you have to make them feel comfortable. You have to give them support. You have to do all the various things that uh, you know so that they come back because they need to be a customer every day it's not that you just get them one time in a showroom and they go off and until next year you you want them every day or multiple times a day even right i mean it's uh, yeah and that's that's really one of the truly important aspects of getting stable on the platform uh, and and the vehicle that you're working from we will certainly learn a lot in coming uh months on the interaction with the human with these vehicles. Um, you know, we've previous prototypes. We've we've learned a ton about uh, sensor fusion, about sure. what the you know what we're seeing, what we're not seeing, what we need to see, what we need to improve. Um, these vehicles will enable us uh, to again stabilize and mature the software, but also uh, take that next step in learning how to interface with the human. Uh, it, it's it is, you know, there are no shortage of challenges in AV uh, that are that are, you know massive undertakings but that interaction with a human is uh, is you know one of the most critical what what are some of the key differences the, the key changes in stepping up to this next generation well it's it, you know the sophistication of the sensing is is a is a start point um and you know we have uh, you know with some with the best players in the industry uh, you know we talked in the last session about Velodyne and uh, uh and several other uh, key partners I won't uh, won't mention, um, but uh, we we picked you know the best of breed and we've had a long, hard development process. The state of the art of sensing technology was not adequate to do what we needed to do at the onset of this project, um, and that's a that's a key difference between what this vehicle is and and others others on the road um, that uh, you know we've had to go develop um, again with with the best and the brightest partners we can find. Uh, a, a suite of sensing capabilities that are uh, that are you know above what's on the market today, um, and you know that's that's long range lidar, that's short range lidar, that's uh, uh, you know obviously cameras uh, and and other sensors, and uh, the fusion of those, you know, getting those uh, matured and capable to a again a new standard, and then uh, getting them settled down and stable enough for uh, the Argo team to really do their magic work their magic with them is, is what we're, what we're after here. And uh, again, I, I, you know, it's very easy for me to differentiate uh, different, different AV efforts on the road just by looking at them and knowing what's off the shelf and what works and what doesn't work because we've been through it all. We've been through, uh, again, this, uh, when you're heading into your fourth generation of this, you learn a lot along the way. You learn, uh, uh, you, you, and you look, at, you, you look at a lot of other efforts and you say, I know that, I already know that doesn't work. Um, but uh, so we, we're we're happy to be at at the level we're at. Um, again, we're in fairly rarefied air. I won't get specific on that, but uh, uh, there's uh, uh, I only know of one other player who's uh, who's in this space right now. Yeah, I mean, I tell I tell my my students like the senior thesis students, you know, you're doing a thesis, but you don't know the outcome. You don't you don't know whether you're going to be right or you're going to be wrong. I mean, if you did, you wouldn't be doing this. And if you come out and you say, hey, this was not a good way to do things, it's important. To, that's an important contribution. 
so that others don't go down that way. Now, if you're, you know, competing with other, on the safety end that we talked about before, I think it's important that it's important that, that we find ways that we can all play together to improve improve the safety piece of this darn thing. And yeah. Yeah. no, no question. You know, one of the things I read, John, is one of the things that you've learned is the need for uh, a better sensor cleaning system, and that's in this this new new generation. We have a we have elaborate uh, real time sensor cleaning, uh, and you know you uh, obviously if your uh, if your glasses are covered with uh, road debris, you're not gonna you're not gonna see very far, and you're you're gonna. Have it's more than a windshield wiper, right? I mean, well, it's, hey, it's, just it's, how marvelous was the windshield wiper, and how marvelous was the windshield that allowed a windshield wiper to? Oh, I mean, right? Uh, yeah, I, I may have had a car or two that had vacuum wipers, and if you, yeah, I'm sure you guys remember what that was like. Yeah, this is, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, this, these are we're we're extracting, we're preventing. I said most importantly, preventing debris uh, and and cleaning debris uh, to a to a standard that is uh, that is exceptional and and necessary. And uh, you know, again, if you you put a bunch of road road gook on your glasses it's not going to be a very uh very pretty picture for what you can see yeah that's why all three the, of us can relate we're all wearing glasses here. yeah no i mean <laughs> in, in a sense people claim oh my goodness uh they've run out of steam it's going slow but you know the, all those are the you know the first 80 percent is is always easy okay it's the next 19 and the next point nine yeah. and the next point oh nine and the next point oh oh nine you know right yeah this is this is not a game of 80 80 percent is easy you're exactly right there's, there's, there's youtube videos from from some really irresponsible uh, come on players, darpa so challenge years. man i was there you know i mean 2005 but, but yeah and i'll say even yeah. you know, probably 99 percent is easy but it's yeah. not this isn't a 99 percent game this is this how is many, not a 99 how many nines how many nines after the decimal point? Is, Absolutely. Is, is the that's, that's the game here. We'll continue in just a moment, but this is a good time to remind you about our sponsor, the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF. The symbol is MOTO. To get more info, head to MOTOETF.com. On the website, look for the white paper. It's under the Insights and News tab. It's called the Smart Transportation Revolution. Great information there to help you make informed decisions about investing. And you may know that ETFs are a smart way to spread risk when you're investing and focus on a particular category. The site, once again, is MOTOETF.com. We're back with uh, John Rich. And John, tell us how soon, if you can, these new vehicles might be on the road in the cities where you're testing. Yeah, I, I, I mean, we're we're very careful not to overpromise and build up hype. Um, uh, you know, we will we will pull drivers and execute uh, systems when they are ready and not before, uh, and we will expand ODDs when they are ready and not before. So we're we're you know we're extremely careful and, and methodical. We expect right now that we will launch commercial services that are self-driving. Uh, in our one, you know, our three primary markets, um, uh, in in twenty twenty two, and I think we've you know said that carefully but publicly. Um, that does not mean I'm going to pull a safety driver in twenty two necessarily. We will pull a safety driver when the when 
all the planets and stars are aligned and you know we are comfortable we are confident we have data that backs that up our communities are comfortable their communities know that we're doing good things for them and we will methodically uh, expand beyond that uh, at, uh, at a point beyond 22. so uh, while we may drive uh, we may enter uh, autonomous based services um, more meaningfully in 22 uh, we will uh, we again we will have a careful march forward uh, towards their, uh, you know, broader manifestation over the years of fall. And you know, applaud for saying that. And that's absolutely. the only way to do this. I mean, it's the only way, it's the only responsible way to do this because you, you have to be responsible. Okay. You can't, you can't say, Hey, dog ate my homework or something like that. Or blame it on somebody <laughs> yeah, else. You don't, you don't hear that at Princeton. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, John, John, what what might uh, a Ford Argo service look like? Is it going to be very similar to what we're seeing with Waymo or Uber and Lyft kind of thing? Um, I want to I, I, I want to hold off on being specific about our go-to-market manifestation right now. I I, I think we'll in the not too distant future we'll have some announcements on that, but uh, it, it's. Uh, um, it's probably not fully appropriate to comment on it. It's, it's not hard to imagine, um, uh, you know, something that, uh, you know, in the, in the light of what Waymo's doing as a start point, uh, not hard to imagine uh, uh, moving goods in different, different manner. But uh, I would, uh, would like to refrain from Good. comment on the specifics of our go-to-market approach. Well, you've already told us a bit uh, in the in the last episode about kind of your your long term vision for this and this new kind of mobility. What are your thoughts about uh, the role of dealerships going forward and Ford's relationship with dealers? How are, is this going to be a real upheaval coming? Well, let's let's remember what it, it first. First of all, the upheaval here, uh, uh, especially in the early days of this, are going to be around uh, urban centers and cars that uh, uh, displacing displacing vehicles that, that frankly we're not the largest player of. Um, uh, our dealers, we've been in partnerships with our dealers for 117 years, and we are not walking away from our from our dealer partnerships. They are they are core to our experience and our. Uh, uh, frankly, our vitality as a company. Uh, there, the, you know, it's we can imagine roles for dealers to play. We involve the, you know, the three markets that we are in. We have involved the dealer base from day one, uh, and visit and frank, you know, frankly, every time I'm in market, I visit uh, dealer principals. So, um, uh, you know, we we view we view the dealer as an integral part. We don't think we're displacing their primary business uh, right now with these, um, you know, the the especially our. Our core products really uh, are are outside of uh, of the space that autonomy uh, displaces, and uh, they could play a role, I suppose, in, you, in maintaining you can, vehicles and in uh, centers for vehicles being dispatched, et cetera, things like that. You can you can certainly imagine a role, a variety of roles that dealers might play in the future with us, and uh, we're uh, you know we are very open minded to all of it right now. Terrific stuff. And uh, we want to mention once again, we've got the uh, fourth annual Princeton Smart Driving Car Summit coming up. It's in the planning stages, taking place December 8th through the 10th, it looks like, Alan. It's going to be a great program, I think, once again, even though it's virtual. Uh, we'll do it virtual. Uh, you know, 
uh, thing that we're another thing I'm doing uh, this coming week is is uh, something, and they 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 claim they're going to do a virtual wine tasting. Uh, I I want I can't <laughs> wait to see that because maybe uh, you know I'll try it. Although I was suggesting that I was going to bring my three buck Chuck from from Trader Joe's, I, I'm not sure that that I would be appreciated you know, with my three buck chuck, but whatever. Uh, yeah. If I it's mean, virtual, it's, you're not going to get pulled over on the way home. That's yeah, that's true. That's very <laughs> true. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, one of the tough things to do in virtual land is, is to deal with, uh, with the human interaction. This is what we're struggling through and trying to teach remotely. I mean, uh, of course we're doing a great job. Uh, personally, I hate it. I, I you know, not being in the classroom with the students. I mean, it's just, I'm not a University of Phoenix fan. So, you know, I mean, we're, and I certainly don't want Princeton to become the Princeton University of Phoenix. Uh, uh, And and John has his Dartmouth um, uh, sweater there. And I'm sure he, he doesn't want Dartmouth to become the Dartmouth University of Phoenix. I don't know. It's, um, John, of, uh, John tell us about your, your tell us about your team, John, and, and putting all keeping the work going during the pandemic and and the the role that uh, this technology has played there. Uh, it, you know, the pandemic has been an interesting experience for all of us in many many different ways. Um, you know, from a traditional auto company standpoint, it it's just hard to imagine. You know, the the work patterns. Uh, uh, going online as frankly as seamlessly as they did, um, you know I, the, the the company really pulled together and executed some things and continues to execute some things that that I find astonishing from from the manufacturing floor uh, to uh, to software writing. There some things frankly probably work a little better during the pandemic. Uh, you know there, there's quiet time and efficiency and and uh, you know some elements of uh, of software actually picked up a little speed. Uh, other things were enormous challenges. Obviously, you can't run a plant without people in place and running a, running a facility. And, and from my perspective, we were in the process of, of building some very, very sophisticated prototypes that needed a tight team around them to, to, to do that. Um, we got through that. We got through it safely, and we got through it in a manner that, uh, you know, frankly, had the right priority uh, on keeping uh, our employees safe and taking care of each other and, uh, uh, and, and maintaining focus on the mission. So I'm, I'm just... One, I couldn't be more proud of the team I work with that uh, that is uh, that has worked through this. Um, but we, you know, I think we've also probably learned some efficiencies in the, in this, uh, like everybody, uh, you know, across the country in different different roles and, and places. Um, so I, I, you know, there there will be things that will will improve out of this. Uh, there are a lot of things that we're got. You know, collaboration face to face will really uh, will be wonderful to be back in a in a design center or uh, or a lab. <laughs> yep. we'll, we'll keep our fingers crossed thank you once again uh, john for for taking the time to to join us here and people should be looking for the posts on medium from you and your team there to to follow all the work that you're doing and uh, really appreciate it no great to, great to see you guys uh talk to you guys anytime Thank you, John. Thank you. Really appreciate this. This is this is a real treat for us. And I, of course, it's a real treat. I mean, you know, you're doing it. We're sitting here, you know, trying to peek in <laughs> and so on. But yeah, and no, it's a good job. And, and we are at the 
very beginning of this thing, uh, you know, uh, and uh, but the, but the opportunities that you know every time I talk about it with with my students, I say, you know, I don't know that I've seen something that man, it's hard to find a negative of it. If I mean, we could screw it all up, but but there are opportunities yeah. there that just I mean, unbelievable. I'll I'll channel my inner Clay Christensen on this one, who would have said um, transformations like this take longer to get uh, over the line than they are initially envisioned, but ultimately become much more complete uh, and thorough than they ever imagined. Yeah. So uh, um, it, it's, uh, it, you know, we're, what we're seeing here will manifest itself in ways that we just haven't figured out yet. Right. Um, and that's that's the wonder of it, right? Yeah, to me, to me, it's a pleasure working in this space. It's it's a it's a pleasure. It just oh, you know, it's, it's, just I, I a pleasure. it's a it's a rare honor. Yeah, a, a rare honor is even a better way to say it. No, it really is. It's a rare honor. Well, thank you again, John, and thank you to our sponsor, the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF. The ticker symbol for the ETF is MOTO. And more information is available at MOTOETF.com. You can find us at SmartDrivingCar.com, also on Anchor FM, Spotify, TuneIn, Apple, Google, Spreaker, wherever you get your podcast. We're on Amazon Music now, too. They've got the podcast. Ask your smart speaker to play us. You can find my tech reports at Textination.com. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with Alan Kornhauser. Thanks for listening or watching, and please stay safe. And thank you very so very much, John. Oh no, no problem. Good to good to do this fun uh, fun discussion. <laughs>